that led to the servants' entrance, but Charlotte didn't make any attempt to stop her. She'd learned her democratic ideals were not appreciated by everyone. Charlotte was an egalitarian, and she'd plucked Maggie from the slums, determined to save her. In the beginning, Maggie had flatly refused to be saved, but for the last two years, she'd become Charlotte's trusted companion. Maggie, Fresh from her life as a fallen woman, flat-out refused to enter by the front door, even though, as Charlotte's maid, it was perfectly acceptable. And the one time Charlotte tried to join her and the army of servants below stairs for a cup of tea, the atmosphere had been excruciatingly uncomfortable. Charlotte had learned, to her sorrow, that there was no one more snobbish than a British domestic servant and her lack of welcome was glaringly obvious. She hadn't attempted it again. She sighed. She would have so much rather have sat and had a cup of tea and a biscuit, her feet up before the fire in the servants' gathering room, than wind her way through the back stairs to the upper floors of Whitmore House, but she had no choice. She nodded as she passed the footman draping garlands of fresh spring flowers over the massive doorway, handed her hat, pelisse, and gloves to the maid who was waiting. Hetty, her name was, and she bobbed a curtsy, eyeing her nervously, as if afraid of an unwelcome gesture of friendship. But Charlotte had learned her lesson. "'Where is Lady Whitmore?' she inquired in a cool, distant voice. "'In her dressing-room, Miss Spencer,' Hetty said. She left word that you were to come to her as soon as you returned home. Charlotte didn't bother to hide her grimace. Any idea why? I'm sure I couldn't say, miss. No, of course you couldn't, Charlotte said with a genteel snort, heading for the stairs. She tried to will a wan expression into her face, wrinkling her forehead in the semblance of pain, opening her eyes wide. She was a terrible liar, and Lena would most likely see through her immediately, but it wouldn't hurt to try. Evangelina, Dowager Countess of Whitmore, was sitting at her dressing table, regarding her reflection in the mirror as Louise, her French maid, fussed with her hair. Clearly her countenance failed to please her, a fact which Charlotte could only find extraordinary. Evangelina was widely renowned to be one of the most beautiful women in England, from her glossy black curls to her vivid blue eyes with just the tinge of violet, her creamy skin, delicate nose and smiling sensuous mouth. She'd never seen a freckle in her life, Charlotte thought dangerously. She was tiny, delicate, exquisite, and two years younger than Charlotte's thirty. She was staring at her reflection the way Charlotte usually surveyed her own. I am looking positively haggard, she greeted Charlotte in a disconsolate voice. Why is it, whenever I throw a party, I end up looking fagged to death? You look gorgeous, Charlotte said briskly, then remembered her plan. I only wish I felt well enough to join you, she added in a more plaintive voice. Oh, no, you don't, Lena said, turning to glare at her, much to her hairdresser's distress. You aren't crying off at the last minute on some trumped-up illness. 
That only works the first three times. I need you with me. You aren't going to even notice whether I'm there or not, Charlotte said, sitting down at the end of her cousin's bed, her reflection appearing beside Lena's in the mirror. She'd long accepted her very ordinary appearance, but seeing it side by side with Lena's beauty couldn't help but be lowering. Charlotte had no delusions about her shortcomings. She was too tall. At a good six feet, she towered over most men. She had awful ginger hair and freckles. She had an overabundance of bosom, and to top everything off, she was short-sighted enough that she needed to wear glasses when she read. As if these biological indignities weren't enough, she was also poor, unmarried, and too smart for her own good, as most gentlemen, including her father, were wont to do.